0: honestly, I think it's just being relentless. I hate to say it, but there's just part of it that just, that's the secret sauce, right? It's just not giving up. And I know a lot of people say that, but giving up can mean a lot of things, Um, you know, and it's just, it's putting in the work, knowing that you're going to face a lot of no's and a lot of work.
1: Brett, right, welcome back to Founder Vision, everybody. Today, I'm speaking with Matt Wilkinson. He's the CEO of SameSide. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm doing great, Brett. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah. So just before our call, you mentioned that you are from near Youngstown, Ohio, and I was from near Cleveland, Ohio, which is a really interesting uh, symmetry. Where are you located right now?
0: Uh, right now, I split my time between Westlake Village, uh, north of LA, and uh, San Rafael in Marin, just north of San Francisco.
1: So nice. right now, I'm uh, I'm in Westlake Village. Beautiful. And I'm presently recording from Oakland. Yes. So tell me a little bit about SameSide. Give me like a 30-second rundown for, for our audience. Yeah, I'd love to. So
0: Same Side is reimagining B2B commerce, to make it easier and faster for buyers to solve their most complex problems. And, you know, the big problem we're trying to solve here, Brett, is that um, B2B buying has gotten really hard, Uh, meaning it's gotten noisy, it's gotten hard to... Get through that noise to figure out, um, you know, what is the right vendor that I should be working with? You know, what are the right solution providers to help me holistically solve my problem? And do that while sifting through mounds and mounds of data. Google search results, if I start there, you know, all the spam that comes in from all the web form fills that I've done. And so it's really hard for a buyer to navigate the world of solving a problem today. So we wanted to uh, tackle that by creating a platform that allows any professional to go from business problem to solution in a faster, smarter, and more trusted way. Hmm.
1: Beautiful. So how did you find yourself navigating into this uh, into this space?
0: Yeah, great question. So, you know, I've got about a 22 year career uh, product growth, uh, founded uh, two other companies, was uh, one of the first executives at uh, another uh, startup. And, you know, for the past 10 years, especially, uh, I've gone deep into the kind of sales tech um, buyer enablement world. Uh, I started a a company in 2011 with a couple other folks called Crushpath, which was a a buyer journey uh, creation tool for our sales teams. And, you know, what we started to see even then was the pendulum was swinging quickly from Sales teams wanting to maintain control you know to mm. trying to do more with technology to interface a buyer to the buyer wanting to resist that uh, and wanting to do more on their own and so uh, after i uh, I divested that company, I uh, actually went in uh, was CEO of a online jewelry business um, called Ice.com. and the reason I did that was um, it allowed me to get in touch with the consumer again, to really see in a B2C world how they were reacting to content, how they were, how their intent was um, changing based on their needs, you know, or their desires and seeing how somebody could come in and, and two visits buy an $8,000 engagement ring. And, you know, that really, you know got me thinking again that there's got to be a better way to give b2b buyers a similar experience and not that it has to be so transactional but um there can be ways for them to feel like they're more in control they feel more trust in the process you know they're they're Mm -hmm. they're guided in a way that so many d2c e-commerce sites are doing for the consumer today so this has been an itch i've been trying to scratch for over ten years now, uh, you know, deeply researched, and you know, finally, uh, about a year ago, started in earnest, you know, doing the kind of deep dive research to what a platform would look like for these buyers, and mm. so that's when we aggressively started building out the business.
1: Interesting. So, what what makes something like this be an itch that you're that you're scratching for ten years of of all it, the things that you could be that you could be focusing on.
0: Yeah, it's it's a great question. You know, I think it comes down to that inflection point of a pain that I've seen for such a long time, um, mm. directly and indirectly uh, in the market, with the uh, you know uh, existing opportunity or kind of wave of change that's happening around that. And you know, the the B two B commerce market is set to be a twenty one trillion dollar market by. 2027, you know, and, and we know that a lot of that is going to be driven by these new buyer behaviors. So this wave is coming crashing down, you know, whether we we, we want to or not, you know. But and as mm-hmm. much as a lot of sales organizations want to resist this, so you know, it's an it's an evident pain. It's a trend that's happening, and I've yet seen really good solutions that are designed for. The hearts and minds of that audience you know there's there's mm-hmm. a number of ways that it's been tackled at the procurement level you know or you know at the at the executive level to think about you know supplier management or vendor management but that's not getting to the folks that are actually on the field solving these problems interfacing with vendors on a day-to-day basis so i i wanted to just i wanted to go after that audience and give them something that would be very useful to changing how they think about buying
1: yeah and how, how do you see this impacting impacting people's lives in the industry and impacting the or what's the impact that you see if this if this is resolved uh if whether incrementally or in in a really big way
0: you know in in you know i think it fundamentally shifts how sales people think about their job and so probably the number one question i get is are you trying to put salespeople out of a job, right? Are you trying Mm. to stop people from selling? And the absolute answer is no, right? We're not trying to stop people from selling. What we're trying to do is allow salespeople to do what they do best, become a trusted partner for these buyers, become the, the subject matter experts to help them work through their problem, you know, and not spend their time sending out hundreds of thousands of emails a day, just trying to get somebody's attention. So Mm -hmm. I think what we'll see in the next couple of years is a world where more of these confident buyers, you know, more professionals that even step into um, kind of the the, the buyer landscape because they want to solve problems differently, um, come to the table and are ready to interface those experts that know their world, have been in their shoes, know how to solve the problems differently, and are doing that without all the noise, you know, that's happening around them today. And so I think, you know, it's going to be, I think, such a fundamental shift to how we think about sales and marketing, um, how we think about interfacing buyers or just, you know, anybody trying to solve a problem uh, in the B2B world in the future. And it's, it's going to be a, it's a needed change. And I think it's going to be a very good change because it also, in my mind, brings a lot of the humanity back to helping people solve complex problems. Mm-hmm. which is what sales was for the longest time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's bringing, bringing people back from from sort of the getting out there and just the numbers game, trying to generate a bunch of leads and think about things as a funnel to the point where they're just having conversations with people who have problems that they're already talking about the the way that they can solve it and really digging into the problem to be from the start.
0: That's exactly right. I mean, it becomes less about trying to force people through a process a process that's designed to get to a deal as fast as possible to really understanding the problem and you know hopefully you know which you know something is i i hope uh, same Side helps um expand on as well is the idea that thinking we can solve a problem beyond just one product or beyond the walls of my brand, which a lot of salespeople or a lot of marketing efforts resolve to and think of it more of an ecosystem play. So, you know, what imagine the world if a buyer steps up to the table and says, Show me world, what are the best possible people I could be working with to solve this problem? I don't just want one company or one brand. I want all of you who are knowledgeable in this space to rally around this idea and come up with a good solution for me so Mm -hmm. i think you know it'll go way beyond the mechanics of quant-based selling to how do i think about solving a buyer's problem in a way that truly encompasses their
1: unique needs Mm -hmm. so so, given all of that, what are what are the biggest challenges that you're facing leading this company right now? Whether it's whether it's in selling this interesting model <laughs> shift on selling to salespeople, or yeah, the-
0: I, yeah, it's it's a great question. I think you know to start, it's you know constantly fighting those headwinds of a very noisy, high profile sales tech world. You know mm. when you know so much momentum is around or right now, even still around more tools, more software for salespeople, for sales teams, for marketing teams to get in mm-hmm. front of these buyers. And so, and I'm coming at it at, you know, the complete opposite way. We're building a platform that, you know, kind of ignores all of that and brings the other side to the table first. So it's one fighting those headwinds, which I see as somewhat of a challenge, but also a massive opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. if so much of the world is still focused there. We have an opportunity to show that there is a new way and do it with a little bit of air cover, um, you know, and allow our users to come in kind of unencumbered, see what this new world looks like and get them excited by it. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, we're, you know, you can think about Same Side as having to be a two-sided platform. So there are the buyers, but there's also those experts on the other side, those solution providers, um, you know, consultants, uh, practitioners who are already thinking about engaging buyers differently. And it's giving them a chance to come to the table with a new sales channel and explore what it's like to interface high-intent, high-quality buyers that are really looking for help solving their problems, and then that's it. So you know, we really are, you know, we're really leveraging some of those, you know, the headwinds, you know, to our advantage, but, you know, it does make for, you know, a challenging pitch when you're trying to talk about something, when there's all of this momentum and noise around you, around uh, sales tech. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, other than that, I think it's, Getting people bought into this, you know, five to seven year vision on how this market is changing, you know, from mm. hiring to bringing on advisors, you know, you, I've got to be very surgical in, you know, who we go after, who we want to bring on board and help us think about this as a movement versus a, you know, a, a software opportunity, right? Or a product opportunity, because we need people that have seen the space in a similar fashion, seen similar challenges. And so it definitely makes for a smaller, uh, you know, hiring space for us, you know, hiring realm. But again, we're using that to our advantage because when the people do come to the table, they do are aware of the problem and the challenge and see that a movement is occurring. They're the most passionate employees that I've ever had. So- Mm. You know, we're definitely we're, we're you know taking advantage of that as well so I think you know in, in a number of my other you know companies it's it's always been about kind of riding the trend of the time the more visible kind of hype trend that's out there riding the way from a fundraising perspective from a um, go- to market perspective this one's unique you know we are carving a new path in the world. And so, there's definitely more heavy lifting. There's definitely more storytelling. You know, um, you know, our go-to-market is different because we want mm-hmm. to educate, inform, and talk about what this movement is about. And so, there's a lot more, a little bit more heavy lifting on that side as well.
1: Yeah, um, and that brings a question: how do you how do you bring the philosophy behind the way that you see sales into the way that you're selling? <laughs> how are you, how are you doing this and how are you doing the storytelling in such a way that you're connecting directly to people's needs without yeah. them feeling like they're in a funnel
0: yeah, it, it's a great question. And I mean, you know, one one of the things we've we've said from the start here at SameSite is we never want to think about anything in terms of a funnel. Like we think about, we don't have marketing, we have growth, right? And most of it is product led growth, um, and it's really about bringing both sides to the table to help each other leverage their their skill sets and their needs in the right way and what i mean by that is creating that collaboration opportunity for buyers and sellers to come together in a safe space a trusted space and so that's how we're going uh, about positioning this in the market through Hmm. our content through our product experience and, and not making it like you uh, you know, need to go through a sales cycle to become part of the platform. One, you see right away the value of the platform based on, you know, the the onboarding and workflow of the product. And second, from the expert or solution provider side, they see this immediately as a new sales channel for them to interface these buyers. And so we don't want to do any kind of hard sell. We're not trying to push them through you know, from, from lead to opportunity. What we're saying is here's an opportunity for you to interface differently on both sides. And we'd love for you to explore that opportunity. Go in and try it for yourself. There's no cost for either side for 30 days. You know, we'll, right now we're doing a flat fee for the solution providers um, to, to be on the platform. For buyers, there's, um, there's no charge. So we're giving them an opportunity to explore what this shift is like, and so very much product-led growth for now, um, with some air cover content support that talks about that, you know, the value of trust and collaboration from both sides.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is what is the key to your success? What is the the thing that you've learned that has worked across all of the businesses you've done?
0: honestly, I think it's just being relentless. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's one of the, I hate to say it, but there's just part of it that just, that's the secret sauce, right. Is just not giving up. And I know a lot of people say that, but giving up can mean a lot of things. It can mean resist pivoting. You know, it can mean, you know, um, not giving up on that one deal that even though you've heard no five times, you're still going to push for, Um, you know, and it's just, it's, Putting in the work, knowing that you're going to face a lot of no's and a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you a story I didn't share, but it's just, I was asked two days ago, what is the, like, what is the, like, highlight of your career? What is the one thing in your career you will always remember? And it's, if I go back 11 years, I was the first executive head of product at a company called Socialcast and i was we were there for 18 months grew it to about 20 million in revenue and ended up selling it to vmware but part of the deal to sell it was that we had to also sell an enterprise license to vmware and i got tagged as the executive sponsor of that and i was also the the key player in the acquisition. So for six straight months, I had to go down to Palo Alto and wear a different name badge, go through different entrances because the sales, the team that was buying the product couldn't know that they were talking about acquiring us. And, Uh you know, and, and so I had to have different name tags, log in differently with the reception. And then uh, the final demo in front of the entire Executive sponsor team for the purchase, you know, for the for the contract for the enterprise software, we were five minutes from going on, and AWS went down, and uh. I lost all our production servers, weeks of work in the demo, and so our engineering team scrambled together, pulled up a um, a dev site on another server, I put some workflows together you know, got an extra 10 minutes of time and ended up delivering it. And of course that, that led to the enterprise deal, which led to the acquisition, but it's just, it's, it was just six months of just day to day doing that, knowing that, you know, I'm fighting for something bigger, something better. And hearing no a million times, hearing that we're going to lose this, we're going to lose both deals. It's too much. We're not going to do it. And so it just not taking my eye off that ball, you know no matter how hard it is if i believe in something and i'm willing to see it through then i don't want to give up i don't want to change my mm-hmm. mind the company's mind i don't want to pivot i just want to see it through and so yeah. it's it's just part of like is what i've it's it's part of it what's been my career is just being passionate about something and following that through as you know as far as possible
1: It sounds like what you were describing is like a, like a mix or a juxtaposition of relentlessness and surrender.
0: (laughs) Like like You're you're
1: pointing to like knowing when, when not what not to be relentless about, but to be relentless about something deeper than maybe this particular deal or something deeper than, you know, the client that said no seven times or the thing that you might need to pivot from, but then also having a surrender to just like, I don't know how this is going to look when it's finished but it's going to be finished. We're going to do this.
0: I love how you just said that, but that is so true. Like surrendering yourself that it's never linear. It's never predictable. And Mm -hmm. if you're passionate about the vision or the end state or the goal, whatever, you know, whatever milestone you're looking at and you just keep going, you know, you just keep going and fighting every day. There's ways to get there, you know? And I think, You know, and not that I'm saying I think too many people give up too early. I don't think that's the case. Um, I I think people maybe don't look at every aspect of the problem or the challenge, you know, that's facing you or your company and figuring out if there's a way around it Um, and and giving in that it's not going to be clear and surrendering to the ambiguity of the entire situation.
1: Right. <laughs> so
0: it's, it's, it's definitely, uh it's just, it's been a fun ride, a fun career, um you know, and it's one of those things I know, like you're saying, like, always want to learn, you know, to me, it's, you know, how do you learn to, like, like, there's no formula for shifting an industry or fighting headwinds, like I've been fighting. And so it's constantly learning from others, you know, and seeing what others have done in similar spaces, or against similar challenges, and just Riding that you know and using mm-hmm. that as leverage as fuel it's kind yeah. of you know this is where i'm
1: at yeah that's one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is i'm just, yeah. like able to soak up all that,
0: <laughs> that Everybody the else's energy turn. right the energy yeah. the drive and i love that yeah mm-hmm. uh
1: going back to this this 10-year process that you've been in with this particular <laughs> problem what what keeps you going uh like as you as you see this these trends changing in in the market, but you also see the same problems persisting year after year, and even entire industries building up around the old way of doing things that you're trying to disrupt. What what keeps you? What has kept you going to the point where now you've you've got this new company and you're going at it in another and yet another way?
0: Yeah, I think it's a it's a couple things. I think it's just it's the culminating factors of all the things you talked about, like it's been an itch that I've been trying to scratch loosely over the decade, but the culminating factors have gotten so strong with so much momentum that I feel like I had to do it now. um, If that makes sense, you know, there, if I had a number of opportunities on the table for me to explore next, I would put you know, ninety-nine out of one odds that this would be the place where I want to spend the next, you know, seven, ten plus years is solving this problem. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I think it it's also just the idea that it is a really big problem. It's a challenging problem that's not going to be solved overnight. It's not going to be solved through uh, a mobile app. It's going to take the combination of this movement plus earning the hearts and mind of these users to really make an impact and help sway this industry. And so I, uh, you know, I feel like that's an also opportunity that only comes once in, you know, a trend cycle hmm. and uh, this is it, you know? And so if I'm going to, you know, I, I've told a number of friendlies around the table, some of our investors and advisors that this is kind of my, you know, last big hurrah. I'm like been saving up this energy to really go after this um, last push, and I wanted to be the biggest bet yet for me. And mm. so I knew with all of those factors about in market conditions, the problems, the pain I've been feeling, you know, the timing of it, and the massive, massive um, undertaking um, that will go into swaying this category. I said, this is it. This is the right thing for me. So, you know, I just, I double down, put everything into it. And this is where I'm a thousand percent focused going forward.
1: Yeah. Wow. That is, that is dedication. And how, how does it feel for you having, having said all of that? How does it feel for you having this be what you just described as your last push? You're putting everything into this. This is sort of the, the grand opus. And how does that show up for you when you show up every day? To work,
0: ah, that's a great idea. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure on myself, as you can imagine. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, if I, you know, decide I want to, uh, you know, go big on this and this only, um, it's a lot of pressure for me to take the right steps. And so, but you know, I, I deal with that by just leaning hard on what I've learned over the past twenty plus years. You know, where I've succeeded, where I failed. You know, and mm-hmm. trying to create the right map of success for this business. Um, But, you know, doing it in a very experimental way, you know, I've gone into a number of previous businesses thinking I need to have the next 12 to 18 months ironed out perfectly, you know, having Mm -hmm. a roadmap. But what I found is, if I think about it as not linear milestones, but milestones that I want to hit in some form or fashion, but knowing through experimentation, we'll find the best way to do that. Then I know I can keep a, the organization agile um, while staying on course and, and trying to achieve our near and long-term goals. And so you know, it, it's, it's leaning hard on that and letting that kind of take over my day-to-day versus trying to feel the pressure that I need to make a bigger, better impact, you know, or it's not mm-hmm. happening fast enough, or others in the market are trying to come at this. you know, and I've I put blinders on to a lot of that because i I do believe that you know, if we do this right, we have semi first movers advantage, which definitely um, is beneficial, you know, at this stage. But also, I believe that if we connect the dots the right way uh, and learn as fast as possible, about how the space is going to react to this new type of platform, then we have an opportunity to hold on to that that passion that we build out there. So mm-hmm. I lean I lean hard on all of that, you know, and you know I, I also just still lean hard on my other rituals of you know working out every single morning, clearing my head. I, uh, I dedicate enough time for my kids every night to feel like I'm giving them an opportunity to learn from me, spend time with them. So. I, I'm not letting any of those go, um, mm. knowing that those are things that I found over time to be, you know, my my stress relievers and allow me to really take a holistic view day to day of where we want to go with this business.
1: Yeah. How How old are your kids? How many do you have? So
0: between my wife and I, we have four kids now. They're uh, eleven, nine, seven, and five. Wow. And so we've got uh, a great range, all two years apart. You know, still little enough to have youthful energy to excite me every day, you know, mm-hmm. to see where, uh, you know, where I can pull kind of sparks of innovation and, and you know, ideation from, and, uh, you know, trying to explain to them what I'm doing is very hard right now.
1: I was just about to ask, yeah, yeah, that's,
0: uh, that, that, that's a tough one. I'm, uh, I'm uh, building a building a business. That's as kind of far as it goes most days uh, when mm-hmm. it comes down to it. But uh, I think hopefully over the next couple of years they'll all age into understanding the, this world a little more and figure out what I'm trying to do and the movement I'm trying to create.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, one way to say it is I help people who are working together work together more closely <laughs> and trust each other. I love that, Brett. I'm going to use
0: that. I will try it <laughs> on my. Uh, I will try it on my 11 year old first. Yeah, she's sure so smart. Is. I think she'll get it, and uh, we'll, we'll measure her reaction
1: yeah maybe she'll come back with some piece of wisdom that impacts the exactly business in ways you never she's expected. gonna open
0: up the next door for me
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh well thank you matt this has been a really great conversation i wish you all the best
0: yeah i appreciate the time too brad thanks for having me on again